more tags, no tags. drop the first episode of the midnight drop in the year 2021 i'm excited for you guys to join me tonight on this brand new episode in this movie review i'm glad you guys can make it i'm glad we made it to 2021 i thought 2020 really had us in the first half but the second half we came in guns a blazing doesn't mean we dealt with a lot of bullshit but we've learned from it, and now we're moving on to 2021. Hope you guys are doing all right, as tonight's episode is going to be a whole new movie review on the first movie to come out of 2021, titled Shadow in the Cloud, starring Chloe Grace Moretz and everybody else. Don't really get it? I'll explain it to you in the movie review. But a couple of things before we get into this brand new movie review is, first of all, if you guys haven't listened to my last couple of episodes, I implore you to go ahead and listen to them. Or if you have and you just want to go ahead and listen to them again, you can go ahead and listen to those past episodes, those 2020 episodes at Anchor or at www.themidnightdrop.com or on Spotify, Google Podcast, iTunes, and also on SoundCloud. And... Also, I got a whole new couple of episodes coming up for you this week. Today, obviously, we're doing the review for Shadow in the Cloud by Chloe Grace Moretz. But I want to go ahead and get you guys ready for the next couple of episodes. On Thursday, we have a series of movie reviews. It's going to be a review and discussion based on Daniel Craig's run on 007 or other known as James Bond or if it's first four movies and this is kind of like just something to doing on my spare time and also in anticipation for No Time to Die the movie that's coming out on April 2021 and it's four movies revolved around uh, Casino Royale, Quantum of Solace, Skyfall, Inspector and uh, I had a really good time watching those four movies and really had a great time dwelling into what I really want to talk about and getting my thoughts out there about that whole series, that whole run for Daniel Craig. And on Saturday and possibly Friday, if I can get this book done, I will be doing a whole critique on basically the American politic system regarding Democrats and Republicans. And when I view both perspectives, what do I criticize? What do I really criticize on their ends? And what can we do to be better? And just giving you guys kind of a different perspective on my end and other ends to kind of expand your mindset and all that stuff. That's what we do here on the Midnight Drop. And that is our episode list for this week. So if you guys want to go ahead and listen to them, go ahead and go on the platforms. And if you guys want to go ahead and keep up to date, you can go always go ahead and DM me at 615 underscore chill. If you want to message me with comments, concerns, considerations, or just straight up critiques and anger, 
go ahead and just let me know and DM me at 615 underscore chill. But enough of all that, let's go ahead and get into the review for Shadow in the Cloud by Chloe Grace Moretz. And uh, yeah, man, the first movie release of 2021, it was released on VOD, specifically on Amazon Prime. And I had a good opportunity to go watch this movie uh, during my downtime before the start of this week. And I must say, I got a lot to go ahead and take in. It won't be too long, but it'll be pretty much just a little thorough as... I just one time movie watch for this one. But let's get into it. Shadow in the Cloud was the first big movie release of 2021 starring Chloe Grace Moretz. The movie focuses on the character of Captain Maud Garrett joining an all-male crew inside a B-17 bomber. Garrett has to face the crew's constant barrage of misogynistic insults while protecting a bag with a secret classified as top secret. <laughs> okay, what the fuck? Secret classified as top secret. What the fuck? There goes me again these late nights. But... Then this goes on while the Japanese ambush them and a mysterious creature that makes the skies even more horrifying in this 2021 drama slash comedy slash action horror movie. Uh, before watching this, to put it simply, it was the first movie of the year. So I just had to go ahead and see uh, how the beginning of the year of movie releases will go on with this movie shadow in the cloud and i thought it'd go ahead and be a good episode for you guys to kind of go ahead and listen to and see how you were it's not a lot of movie it's not a movie that's on not on a lot of people's radar it's just something that's there and if it is on people's radar it's because it's the first movie of the year but after doing some research into it my interest in the film did kind of grow more and more over max landis wrote the script for this movie you don't know who max landis is max landis is a script writer and he's been writing script for many movies uh one notably was bright which to be honest with you if i can do a review for that one was not good and you know max landis got in some controversy after several accusations of sexual harassment from female co-workers and just from other people he's worked in the industry and just outside of the industry and he was completely cut off from all of his scripts all of the projects he's had he's been excommunicated better yet known as canceled so the director roseanne lang liang liang yeah liang and chloe grace moretz did a lot of reworks with the script but unfortunately because of some legal issues max landis still had to be credited for the writing because a percentage of his writing was still involved with the movie uh and that's crazy to me it's just like how the fuck can you still have him credited for a percentage of the script i mean you do something that heinous you would think yeah get his shit out of there but whatever kind of seems a little interesting to me uh finally really the other thing that piqued my interest was the movie reviews and there seems to be a gap between the critics and the general public as always with certain movies uh and the critics praised this movie for being you know a movie all about a feminist lead with chloe grace moretz and this really exciting action-packed fun plot story that goes in and keeps you interested throughout the entire film the general public will go up is going on and criticizing the fact that this movie is basically trash the plot makes no sense the acting sucks um all this about the, the choice of music sucks the cgi the cinematography sucks everything about this movie is terrible and you see a range of reviews going from this movie is ass because it's all about feminism and they, they shove it down your throat it's like every other feminist movie or it's just a terrible movie because of this woman who's playing in it and this director who happened to be women and hardcore feminists 
So if you didn't get the point, a lot of people don't like this movie because it's a feminist movie. And also a lot of people don't like it because it's a really bad B-type movie. And that's when I was just like, I got to see this movie because it can't be that bad. The trailer looked crazy. And I just want to go ahead and see it for myself. So here we are. And I can go ahead with some of the good things I liked about this movie. The first thing I liked about this movie was Chloe Grace Moretz, and she's shown in this movie about 99.999999 and counting percent of the time, and she does a really good job with her role. Her acting is good for the entire time, and she utilizes her time very well. You can definitely tell she worked really hard for this role to be believable and interesting in most parts of the film, especially in the first 40 to 50 minutes, which I'm going to really emphasize throughout this entire mo this review. I felt like Chloe Grace Moretz did a really good job playing her character as Claude Garrett and how like in certain scenes she does a really good job doing certain things that uh, interested me. There's one part in the film where she goes in from becoming, you know, she has like this English accent all the way to just having a, a true American Southern accent. And I was like, man, that's pretty fucking cool how she was able to do that and trick people in the trick people in the uh, in the B-17 bomber, including the audience myself. The audience member, like me myself, I, I felt like that was very convincing. You know, she's mainly in this movie the entire time. And she's, you know, again, for the first 40 to 50 minutes, she's like in this little Sperry. Like these old World War II planes had like these things called Sperrys, which are kind of like these these little balls that you go inside and you just go ahead and just start shooting on like the under, like the underbelly of the plane against enemy planes. And you see that for most of the time. And her dialogue is pretty good. Again, for the most part, uh, some parts was not, but she, she does a good job of being there mostly in this movie. Uh, and again, I'll go ahead and go into a bigger emphasis of the 40 to 50 minutes of this movie. Around that time, it was actually really enjoyable. What you get is Chloe Grace Moretz inside a dilapidated Sperry with nothing but a radio to communicate with her crew. This leads to this exciting take of storytelling as you continue to see her interact with the different characters through radio and leading, leading to more unraveling of essential plot points. And at this point, I was surprised by how... This was really implemented in the film and thought that it would bore me in the beginning. Really, it was actually pretty good. I wouldn't say perfect, though, but it was really good. And I fairly feel like with better writing and direction, it can be awesome. Uh, what I'm talking about was her being in that Sperry. It's like the first five minutes of the film, you're seeing her kind of enter the plane. And then she kind of you kind of see an introduction of some of your uh your characters, some of your actors. And it felt like to me that once she got into that Sperry, that next those next couple of minutes, those those that 40 to 50 minutes, you're just getting her with the radio comms, the voices of those actors, and just her inside that Sperry, just kind of reacting to everything, having that exchange of dialogue and dealing with the creature in the movie, which I will spoil because the trailer definitely spoiled people on this. And um I mean, for real, man, I thought it was pretty good. I for real thought it would bore me in the beginning. I really thought that we were going to spend all of this time dealing with her 
just talking and rambling and having this dialogue. But no, I thought it was really cool, especially when it came to certain situations. Like you get to see certain types of body horror. You get to see moments of just kind of like fear and just suspense. And I thought it was really good. I thought it was really good for what it was. And it was a nice attempt. I'll give it credit where credit is due. When you actually attempt something that's actually different, you got to give them credit if they at least put effort into it. And when you combine with the effort from the direction, including just from the writing a little bit and also from chloe grace moretz's acting you got to give him credit uh also like i said i was going to spoil the creature i'm going to spoil it right now the creature in this movie is a gremlin and if you get mad at me for spoiling that i'm sorry you need to watch the trailer the beginning of the movie spoils that shit for you like there's this little cartoon that goes in and talks about why you need to watch out for gremlins and don't let it distract you from your main mission in the war which why the fuck would you do that? Uh, I'll go ahead and use that as one of my, my, my critiques in this movie, but obviously it's a fucking gremlin in the movie. It's in the moon. And I thought the gremlin in this movie, it was pretty cool in most scenes. There's actually a scene where you see the creature get really close to the glass, and he does this creepy action, like, in front of Chloe Grace Moretz. Like, I think it was like he sticks his tongue out, and it looks like he's about to throw up another, like, throw up another gremlin like a baby gremlin or something like that and scare the fuck out of you it, it, it was just it was really cool because it showed how much work they put into the gremlin because in some scenes it was like eh, he's he's, he's, he's all right but it, when he was flying around and trying to fucking around with chloe grace moretz i thought they did a really good job i i can't complain about that i thought it was really really cool again it's not perfect but it was still real cool how they did it and I guess the last thing I'll say that I really liked it was the soundtrack was a little bit surprising for me. You know, I've seen in a lot of reviews that they use like these 80s synthwave uh, type music uh, throughout the entire film. And I thought that it was going to kind of ruin it for me because technically this is a World War II movie type movie with some horror elements, with some drama elements. And I feel like, why would you use 80s type techno music to illustrate your scenes? But I'm going to be honest with you. The way how this movie went, I have no problem with it, and it was actually pretty cool. And it actually enhanced some of the scenes of tension and uh, dialogue that I did like from. And uh, I, again, I got to give credit where credit is due. I had no problems with the music after seeing those scenes. I thought it was, I thought it was well implemented, implemented, and I thought it was different, which this movie is. Now, with that all out of the way. Let's just go ahead and get into the stuff I didn't like about this movie. And the first thing I really like, didn't like about this movie was the fucking plot. The plot in this movie is fucking insane. And not really in a good way. There are so many things crammed to this story because you have multiple visions inside an 83 minute movie. Like, don't get me wrong. It can work. But for this movie, you have so much going on and too little time to do it right. Like, if you look at it. You have a film that wants to explore a badass, strong-willed feminist lead and a misogynistic group of male soldiers fighting against a fictional creature while dealing with social issues and also dealing with a soap opera-like story element that makes no fucking sense later down the road. See, when you hear something like that, you're just like, okay, what the fuck am I watching? You don't want to watch it because you keep scratching your head and you're just like, this just seems like they're doing too much. And it exactly shows... In the, in the plot, in the writing, because there's so many rewrites because you have part of Max Landis's writing, uh, Chloe, Chloe Great, Grace's writing, you have Roseanne Liang's writing. It, it's too fucking crazy. And, and you would think that 
I guess the publisher who did this also, the producers also want to try to put some stuff in, and it's just like, what are you doing? And, and it, it disappointed me so much because you have something good going in the first half of the movie, but right afterwards, it's just like, what the hell are you doing? It, it was just like, oh, and actually goes to my next point. The movie, after, like, after she gets out of that Sperry, the movie just goes into this downward spiral of logic, physics, and reality. Like, what the fuck? Like, you get this first 40 to 50 minutes of Chloe Grace Moretz having this really cool, uh, dialogue like these really cool scenes of dialogue and this really interesting environment that seems cluttered and causes you for be claustrophobic and stuff and then she says this one cringy line to the gremlin and then she gets out and it's just like what the fuck is this it literally becomes like looney tunes in this bitch it's like how do you even get that like how do you get from something that seems a little bit grounded and serious to something that's just ridiculous like there are moments where she's supposed to show the moments where she's supposed to show how badass she is makes no fucking sense. There are two moments that maybe just say what? And, and again, you had something good going until you just went fucking Looney Tunes. One of the moments was when she left the Sperry and then she like is trying to grab on and have balance so she doesn't like fly off. And like the camera pans to where she's going completely like you show her like her view going upside down. But it's like what the fuck is she hanging on to? Like, she, she should be flying out that plane and hitting the propellers becoming minced meat. And you're telling me she's so badass that she doesn't leave the plane? Like, what? And then there was this other moment. And I I would say spoilers, but it's in the trailer. Basically, this moment where, like, she's trying to get back inside the plane with the bag she has. And I'll explain that fucking bag. And it was just like, she falls down and then the explosion of a Japanese, like, fighter pilot brings, pair, like, trampolines her back inside the plane? What the fuck? <laughs> like, I mean, that's the part I'm talking about. You have something that's so grounded, and then it comes back, and then it just goes fucking crazy on you. And it's like, what is going on? It's like the last half of this movie, which is crazy. Uh... I mean, the next thing I had, I had no emotional attachment to any of the characters besides uh, Garrett. Yeah, besides Garrett, Chloe Grace, Mar Chloe Grace Moretz character. I mean, everyone just did their roles and just kept it going. Like, nothing exciting, nothing crazy, nothing interesting from either of the male roles in this entire film. Most of the movie is the first five minutes the crew is, show is showing themselves and, and just establishing their stereotypes. You have the Scottishmen, you, you have the Scotsmen, the British, you have the one guy from New York, and... Uh, apologize for that terrible accent you have the black guy and then you have the serious you know stoic guy including the southern guy who's all crazy and then for the next 45 minutes their voice you you just all you hear is their voices as they record in their microphones to chloe grace moretz and then the remaining of it is just either them in distress because of the gremlin and also the fight the, the firefight or some of the characters just straight up drop fucking dead it was really a missed opportunity I guess you knew, I, I've kind of figured that I knew what they were doing with that because it was just like, listen, we're going to spend most of our time with the lead character, Garrett, but I really felt like you had some stuff going on, especially in that first 40, 50 minutes, and I keep reiterating it because it's important, you, you had stuff going on for that first half of the movie, and then it's just like, you kind of just threw it away and say, fuck it, we don't care, 
It's like, really? Man, that's crazy. And also, the writing sometimes is forced. It's forced and awkward sometimes. Certain characters say stuff you can definitely predict, and the way they say it just makes you fucking cringe. Like, Chloe Grace Moretz says certain thing, certain lines that to me was not necessary at all, but they did it because it was just it, it's it's a feminist movie and they want to go ahead and show her that she's strong and she will go no limbs, and that that leads me to go ahead and explaining a certain scene. There's this scene, spoiler warnings for anyone who doesn't want to know. There's this scene where she goes ahead, you know, she's in the Sperry and then she sees the bag. And inside the bag is something precious, and it's already been shown what what's inside that bag. And again, what's inside that bag is very fucking stupid. And the gremlin is like looking at her, which is like, what you gonna do? I got your fucking bag, bitch. I got your fucking bag. What you gonna do about it? You ain't shit. And then she just she just goes out and says, you don't know how far I'll go. You don't know how far I'll go. And then the 80s music starts blaring. And then she takes her gun out. And it's just like, that was fucking awkward. Like, what made you want to say that? It just, the scene was made, the scene was like portrayed like the gremlin just basically cussed her out, called her a bitch, and then just said, what you going to do about it? Come at me, bro. You ain't going to do shit. You a weak bitch. And it's just like, what? she just goes off of her like it was an oppressor. And I'm just like, what is going on? And I just felt like it was really awkward. And there are other lines that were really awkward, too, from all the other actors. And I was just like, that that's a that's a part of the writing. Uh. I guess the last thing, the last couple of things was that the cinematography and the CGI in this movie was not good. Besides the gremlin and then the first five minutes of the film, when she leaves that Sperry, and I, I swear to God, like, once she leaves that Sperry, that movie goes down fucking hill into this downward spiral. The CGI just looks terrible. It's like, you, and including the green screen, the green screen is really bad. Oh my God. It's like you walk out and you're just like, was this shit... Was this shit edited in iMovie or some shit? Because this looks terrible. It's just, oh, it looks like a fifth grade school project. It's like it looks like one of those things you have for those those movie apps where you know the one where like you go ahead and just take your phone out. Somebody's running, and then it shows like footage of like a rock falling and something, but you know it's obviously fake. You have to do the actor has to do a really good job to do something to make it look believable. But even then, it doesn't even look that believable. That's what it seemed like. It was just terrible like you can definitely see like the green screen lines like the little halo effect it around chloe grace moretz's hair and it's just like good god uh and then also the plane crash the plane crash made me laugh because the way how they react to it and in the outside i was just like this is stupid uh and then also the ending the ending was very predictable and i was somewhat sad that the gremlin didn't really do anything but just scratch some skin and twisted a finger and threw somebody off a fucking plane i won't say who he threw off the plane but it was disappointing it's like you had a pretty cool looking creature but you didn't do a lot of killing a lot of gore stuff and uh yeah man that that that's really what it was and i'm gonna go ahead and go to my conclusion into my final rating for this movie but i'll say this right here this movie did remind me of overlord but it reminded me of like a watered down head scratched head scratching version of Overlord. And if you don't know what Overlord is, Overlord is this film that's kind of taking like this environment of a World War II story where they're invading like a Nazi, a, a Nazi, uh, a Nazi camp. 
inside of like a French a French village, and what they find is kind of like a version of Nazi zombies of Nazi super soldiers, and it takes these these horror elements and action elements and combines them with like World War Two story storylines and writing. And to me, I remember watching this movie like a year ago, and I thought it was fucking cool. And then watching this movie, it kind of gave me those Overlord vibes, except again, it was watered down and just not that good and not well thought out. Uh, there was just a lot of missed opportunities, and I just felt like, ugh, man. I mean, and I just wanted to say that because not only do I want to implore you guys to watch Overlord, but at the same time, I kind of want you to just kind of feel like what happens when you watch a couple movies and you start comparing them and you're just like okay this is how a movie should be if you're gonna do it something like this like you like this movie had a really good con had a pretty cool concept but the execution the direction the writing was just not good and uh i feel like if you compare this to something better it would be overlord but that's just my opinion everything is subjective it's whatever <laughs> but after watching this movie, I can't say it's a great film at all. However, I can't say that it's a terrible, like others have been saying in the general public. Shadow in the Cloud does an impressive job the first 40 to 50 minutes by showcasing an interesting concept that, for me, got me curious. Chloe Grace Moretz carries the movie only because she's in it for virtually every fucking scene. With that said, the movie's writing and the plot were thrown out the Run out the window right after she leaves that goddamn motherfucking Sperry. Again, with better direction, writing, and decision making, you can have a great movie. But sadly, like I said before, it's a watered down B level type version of Overlord. And I gotta go ahead and give this a 5.9 out of 10. I mean, I don't have the urge to rewatch it again, but like if I was forced to watch it, I wouldn't be mad. Until she leaves, until the insanity starts, and it's just like, okay, okay. And you could even make the com the the complaint that like this movie was spoiled in the entire trailer, because the trailer kind of showed the entire movie. So who cares? You could just watch the trailer and just get an idea what it was. So, yeah, I mean, for the first movie release of 2021, I just felt like this was it was to be expected. And Jan and the thing is, is that January movies. Movies released in January are not that great. They're not amazing. Usually January is the worst month of movies because that's when all the non like the uninspired, terrible B type, A type movies are released. Like remember Snowman, that was released in January. Uh Replicas, that was that was released in January. You just have some really bad films out there, man, released in around this month. So this one I wouldn't say that it's terrible. It's not bad. But it it needs a whole lot of fucking work. It you need to iron some shit out, and it's just ooh, you need to do, you need to do a deep clean for that last half of that movie, man. I felt like if the last half was like the first half, I felt like we could have a good movie. You honestly could have made this a short film with just the first half, and then the gremlin action stuff later on down the road, and call it a day because it felt like it, it gave me vibes of a short film. A short student made films. <laughs> so college students got together and said, let's make a short film and let's make it cool and let's make it appropriate to everybody. And you get this bullshit. So, yeah, that's about to say. But, yeah, 5.9 out of 10. That's all I can really say. But that is the review. That's the first movie review of 2021 for The Midnight Drop. I'm glad you guys can go ahead and sit, uh, tune in 
to this new episode of the Midnight Drop and listen to the review for Shadow in the Cloud. Again, we got a new episode coming out for uh, the 007 Daniel Craig series on Thursday, including a critique piece on American government. Uh, if you guys want to go ahead and tune into that, you guys can go ahead and tune in at www.themidnightdrop.com, uh, Google Podcast, iTunes, SoundCloud, and also on Anchor. And if you've got any comments, concerns, considerations, or just critiques and just arguments you just want to spout out to me, you can go ahead and DM me at 615 underscore chill, or you can email me at jordancammon at outlook.com. Again, that's jordancammon, C-A-M-M-O-N, at outlook.com. Go ahead and... Go ahead and message me or email me over in those platforms. I'm glad you guys can make it, though. And, uh, yeah, that is a wrap for the first episode of 2021. Thanks for stopping by. I'm your host, Gordon Malone. So long, you guys. Go ahead and get some nice sleep. Stay healthy. Stay yourself. And go ahead and be blessed. Happy 2020, guys.